Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. familiar sound. I've been hearing that voice opening up Ted Expo for many, many years now, about seven or eight years. Yep, it's always the same. Yeah, uh, very lovely woman who's a little bit shy. We invited her to come over to the Pet Place booth and talk with us for a few minutes, but she... she gonna come? Or? I think she bowed out, yeah. Uh, well, maybe we can talk her into it. <laughs> She's happy to do it on the microphone to welcome everybody to Ted Expo and just can't muster up the courage to do a radio show. Go figure. <laughs> well, she's in her little booth over there. Maybe if she saw our booth, she'd be willing to do it. Maybe. It's a, it's a pretty comfortable booth, and we're actually interviewing people all day long from TEDxPo. We'll be here all day today, Saturday, and all day tomorrow, Sunday, and there's so many fun things happening. Interesting to almost anyone. That's right. Uh, including lots of fun things to eat and tasty and good drinks. And do you think that you need to gain about five or ten pounds? Come on down. That's the place to do it. <laughs> you think of the traditional Orange County Fair foods? They are all here. <laughs> <laughs> but you get a chance to walk them off. That's true. You can do a lot of walking because there are so many exhibits. There's dog shows, adoption, bird shows, reptile shows. I saw some tortoises here, llamas, chickens, fish exhibits, you name it. It's just, it's all here. It's, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah. So come on down. We're in Building 10, and we're in Booth 1143, but you'll probably never see the number, so just walk all over Booth 10. Oh, look for the Pet Place Radio Show. The Pet Place Radio Show. And we have somebody here waiting to talk to us on the show, so let's go meet one of our fellow exhibitors. I have just met a very young man who looks like he's much older than he is, but he's actually 12, did you say? Yep. It's Rowan, and you're with a special organization that helps out in emergencies. Can you tell me a little bit about it? So we are the League of Dogs, and what we do is try and help uh, decrease the amount of dogs that go into a shelter every year by giving them a purpose, which in the form of a dog backpack that has three days of survival gear, food, water, shelter, and first aid that helps you get out the door faster without leaving the dog at home. Okay, so you were showing me your model that you're carrying around Pet Expo today, and it's a dog model that's wearing a very cool backpack, and what you're telling me then is that you train your dog that in the event of an emergency, like an earthquake or maybe even a fire, your dog will run and retrieve the backpack and bring it to you. Is that correct? Exactly. 
And then inside the backpack, you've loaded it up with... Food, water, shelter. We have a 95% uh, thermal-efficient blanket in there that's super cool. Um, I've used it before when it got super cold, and it works quite well. Okay. Um, we have a uh, food brick in there that's not only for humans, but you could also give it to your dog, but we do recommend that you pack your own dog's food in there. Okay. Um, and so that's our, our goal. That is really neat. So I know a lot of times when people are panicked in an emergency, they might just rush out the door and forget their animals, but if their dog is standing right there and he's got the emergency kit all ready to go, they're probably not going to leave it behind, are they? That's exactly what we're going for. And okay. Uh, <laughs> And unfortunately, we saw that a lot after Hurricane Katrina. Uh -huh. I had many, many friends who were rescue workers with the animals during that tragedy, where so many were left behind. But fortunately, we've made a lot of changes since Hurricane Katrina, a lot more advocacy for animals, and I hope that we will never see something like that happen again in terms of animal abandonment. But you are making a huge difference in making sure this doesn't happen by giving people the opportunity to train their dogs to say, hey, me too. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, 12 years old, and you're already doing this great stuff. I see wonderful things in your future. Uh, I hope this excels and help, helps the world. Hey, if somebody wanted to find out more about it, do you have a website or uh, a place where people can go? It's theleagueofdogs.com, all one word. Okay. And that's our website, and that should have all the information on it. Excellent. Well, have a very fun day at Pet Expo, and thanks for stopping by the pet place. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So I am now with a very special person who does Pomeranian Rescue. Welcome to the Pet Place booth. Hi. Good afternoon. And let's tell everybody who you are. My name is Sherry Prime. I'm with the Southern California Pomeranian Rescue. And do you have a booth here at Pet Expo? We do. We're in the hangar in booth 1803. We're here every single year. How many dogs do you have in the booth right now? Today we have about nine or ten dogs with us. Okay. Um, and we have several rescues that are adoptable. We also have a couple of show dogs with us just to kind of show the breed standards so oh, people right. can, you know, really get a good idea. Okay. And we have Pomeranians of every shape, size, and color. Aww. We even have a Pom that's a Pekingese Pomeranian mix wow. that is just adorable. You know what I love about Pomeranians is they always look like they're smiling. They do. They people, have the cutest dog smile. People always comment that the palms always look to be smiling. Um, they're really happy dogs. And, you know, it's funny. People are like, but they bark all the time. And, and there are some palms that mm -hmm. do, but 50% of them are like a pillow. You know, yeah. they just, they're companionship yeah. animals. And it, it's just like anything else in life. You have to decide what kind of dog is right for you. And the cool thing about Pomeranians is you may find it in a Pomeranian because you have the really active ones. Right. And then you have the more mellow ones. You have the little ones. Mm -hmm. And you have the bigger ones. And they come in so many different colors, too. So. Now, when you get them in at the rescue, do you kind of get a handle of what their personality is like? or does that sort of blossom after they get placed into a home? You know, it happens both because okay. certainly once they get in their own home, their personality can transition. But when we take them in, we really, we give them a medical check. We do dental checks. We, mm -hmm. we groom them and, 
we make sure that if they have behavioral issues, we actually work with them to train them and oh, help them wow. out before okay. we place them. That's awesome. Yeah, we've been around for a long time. The director of our rescue, Lisa Molina, is amazing. She's a professional dog handler. Oh, nice. She really knows her stuff. She has a heart like no one you've ever known. Aww. I mean, she's amazing. And, the, you know, the crazy thing about the Pomeranians, I always call them fur people. Because there are dogs that are dogs, and then there are dogs that are more like people, and I call right. the palms fur people. Aww. So yeah, there's just something about them. They're very in tune with human emotion they are. too. They so are. yeah, that is for sure. Now, if somebody can't make it down here to Pet Expo this weekend, do you have a website where they can look at some of your available dogs or find out more about your organization? Absolutely. They can look for information on our organization at Southern California Pomeranian Rescue.org. Okay. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Wow. Not all of our dogs make it up on any of our pages because we're a very active rescue okay. and we get a lot of applications and people are frequently looking for something more particular, like maybe they want a smaller dog that's a girl or a bigger dog that's a boy or what have you. Um, and so we take their applications and then when we get the right dog and we contact them. So several of our dogs, because we're such an active rescue, never get seen on the internet oh wow because we have people literally waiting for dogs so, yeah yeah <laughs> well, that's a good thing i wish every rescue could say right that. i wish every rescue could say you know they're a very popular breeds so we end up with a lot of them but we adopt a lot of them out which okay. is good well thank you so much for stopping by our pet place booth and before we say goodbye let's give your website out one more time Southern California Pomeranian Rescue.org. And we're also looking for fosters all of the time. Ah, so if you're not ready to take a dog in for yourself yet or you're not sure if it's the right thing, you might want to try fostering for a while first. Sounds like to a great idea. see if it's idea. a good fit before mm -hmm. you decide that it's the right thing for you. Very good. Yeah. Well, good luck here at Pet Expo. And Thank again, thanks you. for stopping by. Thank you so much. So we're back with another guest here at Pet Expo that we just ran into, and what is your name? Michelle Ziegler. And you're with which organization? PLC of IE and the Inland Empire. Ah, and what does your organization do? We actually rescue cats and dogs, and my chapter is a specific chapter that rescues pregnant moms, moms that have just whelped, and bottle feed babies and underage puppies that are at most risk at the shelters. Wow, would you say that you're in desperate need of foster volunteers? Always, but when I ask for volunteers, I let them know that it is a real commitment and we only want people who are serious. It's not about taking a puppy home for the weekend, it's about keeping it until the long haul. Okay, So <laughs> until it's ready for adoption. Until it's it ready for adoption. Yes, okay. we have a litter right now of nine puppies that are ready to be adopted. We got them at two days old. Oh, wow. So this, yeah, and we still have the mom. And if you're a foster parent and you don't have the mom, that means you have to bottle feed. And we what goes only, into bottle feeding? Yeah, we only have experienced bottle feeders because puppies like are different from other animals because in my college years I you know, did a lot of wildlife rescue. Right. And I used to do cat rescue. But puppies actually can actually aspirate and so you really do I have that tech you know in, you know background so uh -huh. you have to be really careful but we have a lot of teenage volunteers that come over and we watch them and they help us with the big huge litters that we just got 11 that are now adopted were dumped in a box 
um, right after Coachella Shelter had actually closed. And it was an emergency nighttime rescue. And we met Michelle, who's a wonderful liaison between the rescues and that shelter. And they came to us in a moving box. Aww. 11 puppies, and they were they're just opening their eyes at two weeks. Wow. They were so beautiful. But they were shepherd's lab, and they were huge. We went through five cans of milk for 11 puppies. <laughs> and we got as many volunteers as we could get because... Uh-huh. They're just so cute, though, and they were just adorable. And they all lived, and they were all so healthy. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, I bet you probably need a lot of supplies, too. If somebody wanted mm-hmm. to help donate either funds mm-hmm. or supplies, do you have a website that they could look Our at? Our special chapter is TLC, mm-hmm. like Tender Loving Care, okay. with W-I-T-H, pups, P-U-P-S, dot com. Okay. And you, we have a PayPal. It is for... Uh, nonprofit rescues mm-hmm. and rescuegroup.org set up a beautiful donation little button there for PayPal and we really appreciate that. And we also awesome. for local people always need simple things like newspapers and just we do adoption events. We do three different ones every weekend. So we pretty much give up every weekend for the puppies. Wow. And we do them at three different pet coasts in the Inland Empire. It's people all like on our website. Are amazing. All the pet volunteers <laughs> that we've been meeting here at Pet Expo. It's, Thank you. You it's know, it's just so nice. I to meet know so many people nice like people in rescue, and mm-hmm. I'm so happy. I've been doing it for so long, over 30 years, That's and great. I'm so happy to see so many people wanting to, you know, rescue dogs and adopt them because uh-huh. it's become so popular. I love that, and there's so many new rescues, and there's such a need, and I love that too. Maybe someday we'll get to a point where we don't need rescue. Oh, that would be anymore. wonderful. That would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by the pet place. You're welcome. And have a great time here thank at Pet Expo. I am now with one of our residents who's actually right across the aisle from us here at Pet Expo. It's somebody I've known for a long time who's been involved in a lot of different rescues, and it is. Well, the, for the Greyhound Adoption Center, oh, and you've got to say your name. Don't oh. be shy. <laughs> well, my name is Paula Audison, and I volunteer for the Greyhound Adoption Center and for Whippet Rescue and Placement, and any other groups um, that I am in contact with on Facebook. I tend to try to help them out too. That's pretty amazing. You've been involved in rescue for years because I know. When we adopted our Greyhound, that's been almost 25 years, and that's when I met you. So you've been doing this a long, long time. Yeah, it's been 24 years. Wow. So how did you get involved? You know, um, my husband and I saw a Greyhound group at, uh, at a local pet supply store, thought they were really neat-looking dogs. Um, they were very different, and no one had really seen Greyhounds at that time. And we went over and petted them, and I eventually talked him into adopting one. And <laughs> we have we've had three greyhounds now, and several whippets, and I just love them all. And and what made you decide to get into volunteering for rescues? Uh, there's always a need. I mean, every rescue there's always a need for people to volunteer. But you know, just loving the breed so much, um, had some great people, other volunteers that were great to work with. So just wanted to help the breed out as much as I could to, to find loving forever homes. Wow, that's pretty cool. And over all these years, how many dogs do you think you've helped get into forever homes? Oh, gosh. You know, I've heard from people that have seen me at different shows, different events, and they say, oh, I talked to you, you know, 10 years ago, and we adopted our Greyhound from you. You know, it's probably in the hundreds. Wow. I mean, I've just done so many events. 
It it does, you know, and it's great seeing those people again. I saw a couple that I knew uh, that had gotten their greyhounds probably about 15 years ago. Saw them here at the Pet Expo yesterday. So it's just great running into people like that. And it's amazing, too, uh, way back when you first got your greyhound, there weren't really that many greyhounds here in Orange County, Southern California. But now, because of all of the rescue that's been going on for almost a quarter century, it seems like everybody is really familiar with the breed and, and the rescue organization. Yeah, and, and that's probably due to the all the different uh, greyhound rescue groups. Um, they do a really good job of, you know, going to the different pet supply stores and doing their meet and greets and informing the public what they're like, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of life they've had, so, you know, what kind of homes they're looking for. Um, so a lot of great volunteers from all the different groups have really made a difference and gotten them out into the public eye so people know that they're really great pets and not just a, a dog that has been, you know, a, a racer yeah. Yeah, on, on the racetrack. Yeah. Now, what is it that people should know about greyhounds that they might not know? Uh, They can be very silly and goofy. Um, Our greyhound, Paneer, is, he's just a big dork. (laughs) You know, he he likes to talk back to me. Um, He'll do his little Uh roo-roo-roo and talk back to me. Um, But, you know, most people probably know that they're very sweet and just very docile. Um, Very quiet dogs, generally. Um, and they're just very loving. They love the attention of their people. They love being with their people. Now, when people think about racing dogs, they might assume that they need a big yard to run around in, but that's probably a misconception about greyhounds, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's a big misconception, and uh, I'm proof because I live in a condo, and Mm -hmm. we've had three greyhounds so far, and they do well in small spaces, apartments, condos. Uh, if there's no yard, the owner has to be committed to, you know, taking them out to potty sure. on leash mm-hmm. several times a day. Um, but they do love getting out and just going for walks. Period. Too. Uh, but they're they're used to sleeping in small uh, and living in small quarters at the track. They stay in just a large dog-sized crate at the track. Oh, so the, they're okay. already used to small spaces, okay. and they're sprinters. So they're not a, an endurance dog, you know, a okay. long-distance dog. They okay. they have their their short burst of energy, and then they just want to go and sleep. And so they're yeah. not the dog for a runner. You know, I know that there's been several people out there that do try to jog with them, but mm-hmm. they're a sprinter. So yeah, you know, it would probably take a special greyhound for that. It's it's just not that's not what their breed was made for. So they're they're more for just lounging on the sofa with you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> resting their head on your lap. <laughs> yeah, and you know, giving you those soulful eyes. You know, begging for a treat. Yeah, <laughs> and they're very good at that. Now, if somebody wanted to adopt a greyhound, what should they do at this point? Um, well, there's several groups uh, on the internet. They can look up uh, either Greyhound Rescue or Greyhound Adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, the group I volunteer for is down in the San Diego area. We have a, a kennel okay. that uh, houses usually anywhere between 35 to 50 dogs, mm-hmm. uh, greyhounds. And, and greyhound mixes. Sometimes we'll get greyhounds in from sh- local shelters. Okay. I just brought... Uh, picked up a couple of Greyhound mixes at a shelter in Wildemar and so they're now at our kennel losing weight 
Because <laughs> normally they come in really thin from the track, but these two came in kind of chunky. Oh, so, wow. You know, and they're getting their... The losing their weight <laughs> is a good thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're, and, and a greyhound is not meant to be a heavy dog. Right. You know, it's, right. it's meant to be uh, a thin-built dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put too much weight on them, and you will have some later issues with arthritis. So you want to make sure they, they maintain an ideal weight. Well, I want to thank you for coming in to our Pet Place recording booth, and I know you've been a very popular exhibitor here across the way with all of your whippets and greyhounds. They're just beautiful, beautiful dogs, and I wish you continued success with all of your rescue. Oh, thank you, and thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed being here, and uh, it's just it's a lot of fun being here, So, and it's great having you guys right across, yeah. especially since I've known you for so long. <laughs> Okay, well, you have a great rest of Pet Expo weekend. Thanks, you too. One of the great things about Pet Expo is, aside from all of the pet rescues and products, there are also services that you can look into, and we have somebody very special who's just dropped by the Pet Place booth, and your name is? Jennifer Garropy. And tell me, Jennifer, what is the service that you provide? Sure. Uh, I have a business called Thrive Energy Healing, and I work uh, specifically with people who love their pets like their own children, ah. yet they have an unwanted, stressful pet behavior, or they have a health issue with one okay. of their pets. Okay. And how do you address unwanted behaviors? Good question. Um, I work from two different facets. Um, one is I do coaching with the person, um, because oftentimes they are contributing to that behavior, right? And they may not know it, mm-hmm. right? It's not like they're trying to. It's just, it's just I don't know, right? Yeah. Plain ignorance. And then um, I also work on an energetic level, which means that um, all of us, for example, have an energy system. If you've heard of, some people have heard of Reiki. Some people have heard of acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those are forms of energy work. Okay. And what I do is um, I help to clear out the energy system that the pet has. Okay. So if you think about it, sort of like a circulatory system, but for energy. And just like with your circulatory system, you can have a blood clot, which blocks an artery. Um, or you can have the narrowing of the arteries from the plaque deposits that slow down the flow of blood. Right. Your energetic system can have similar issues. It can ah. have the, the stream of energy that slows down or the stream of energy that gets blocked. Okay. And so what I do is I come in and I help to clear out that energy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a river of energy, like it's supposed to be. Okay. And then I balance it as the next step. And balancing means that you um, could have a higher vibration, for example. Um, If you're a dog, you might have a higher vibration in your front paw than you do in your in your hind end and that's not ideal because you'd really like to have it be an even flowing stream as opposed to having like a a torrent on the on one side and then like a puddle on the other ah okay okay Uh, analogy again and then the last part of it is to is to strengthen that whole system Mm -hmm. and when you do that you increase the um, immune function of the pet okay you help give pain relief and the really cool thing I think about energy work, um, well, there are many cool things, I think, but one thing is that it works on four different levels. So it works on a physical level, 
also your physical health issues like cancer or arthritis. Right. It works on the emotional level, which mm -hmm. is where a lot of behavioral issues come from. Mm -hmm. It works on the mental level, um, which is more often a, a problem with humans than it is with pets okay. because, you know, we spend a lot of time in our heads and we worry excessively over things or we ruminate about things or we, we can't forgive somebody because they've wronged us, right? Right. So that's much more of a human issue than a pet issue. Mm -hmm. And then on a spiritual level, and I, I believe that animals have a spiritual level just like humans do. Okay. And what kind of training have you received to be able to do all of this? Great question. Um, I, um, I started off um, studying animal communication, actually. Ah. And then as uh, I took a two-year program in animal communication, uh, that was I just that was a hard word to say. Animal <laughs> communication, and as part of that program, I was required to take um, some additional coursework in what's called body work, like massage and energy work. And you know, honestly, I wasn't very interested in doing that. I w really just signed up for the program because I thought animal communication was was cool, which I still do, but. I didn't know anything about energy work, and I didn't know anything about body work other than I knew what massage was, but that was it. Okay. And so I took a, a Reiki course. I thought that would be like a good place to start. Mm -hmm. I had vaguely heard of Reiki, and then I was so hooked. And so I just kept taking classes. So I've taken um, Reiki classes, and I do something called the scalar wave. I work with tuning forks, which is a vibrational energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I work some with essential oils. And then I'm also certified um, in a modality called Healing Touch for Animals. Oh, okay. And Healing Touch for Animals um, has, a, has a certification program, and I'm one of fewer than 120 certified practitioners in the whole world wow. in Healing Touch for Animals. That yeah. is very cool. And it came out of this wonderful program um, for people mm -hmm. that was just called Healing Touch. It was developed by a nurse, uh, and it's practiced widely in hospitals. Um, okay. across the U.S., and it recently became the only energy medicine practice to have, um, I don't know what you call it, like the, like the approval of the certifying bodies, and okay. it's recognized. So that means if you're a doctor or you're a nurse or you're a social worker or you're a therapist and you work with humans, and you need continuing education credits to maintain your licensure, mm -hmm. you can take Healing Touch for People classes, um, and they will count towards your um, certification credits, oh, you know, your continuing funny. education credits. Wow. So I'm very proud to be associated with that because it's such a, um, it's such a you know, well-studied and legitimate form of, uh, of energy work. If somebody wanted to find out more about this, do you have a website? I do. I do. My website is uh, thriveenergyhealing.com. How do you spell that? So Thrive is T-H-R-I-V-E. Okay. And then energy okay. and then healing. Thrive and so the only, energy right, healing. Right. And so the only tricky okay. part about it is that the Thrive ends with an E and energy starts with an E. So you do use both E's. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yes. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and telling us about this. This is very interesting. And I, are you in Building 10 or are you somewhere else here on the TEDx program? I am actually in the hangar. Okay. And I'm over. When you enter the hangar, if you take a, your immediate left and go to the last row, I'm very conveniently located across from the restrooms. <laughs> oh, 
there you and go. And the Pomeranian. And the Pomeranian. <laughs> they were just visiting us not that long ago. Oh, yeah, they're great. Excellent. They're super. Okay, well, thank you again, and have a great weekend here at Pet Expo. Thank and you. We'll see you again tomorrow. We'll All right. Out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, America's Family Pet Expo is now closed. Thank you for joining us today. Have a great evening, and don't forget to join us again tomorrow for another great day at America's Family Pet Expo. Well, there's that voice again. She's telling us it's the end of another day here at Pet Expo. Can you believe it? I've been having such a great time. You know, I have to admit, there have been years when, uh, owing to my own shortcomings, <laughs> I have found that by the end of the day, I'm really ready to leave. But the last couple of days, man, I I hear her give that announcement, and I, I'm like a little kid. No, I don't want to go yet. <laughs> well, we have a lot more uh, things to discover here at Pet Expo. So many people just in Building 10 where we are, but yeah. this place is way bigger than Building 10. There are so many more hangars and exhibits, and there's all the outdoor displays and so many more rescues and the entertainment. It, it's You need to spend three days down here, and you only have one day left. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've talked to a few people today who promise they'll be on the show tomorrow. Oh, great, great. Yeah, and, and they have some really interesting products, but it's not about the products. It's about the stories behind them. Ah, well, I'm looking forward to that. And for all you listeners out there, if you didn't have a chance to come see us in Building 10 today, um, I hope you'll come down and see us tomorrow. It's the very last day that we'll be broadcasting here from Pet Expo. And, and aside from coming to tell your story... It's just a great place to be for animal lovers. It really is. I mean, let me tell you, don't don't go by the adoption booths unless you're serious, because <laughs> you're going to come home with one. <laughs> That's right. And as we say on the pet place, pets need love and, and a home, too. too. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you all tomorrow. Come on and see us at Pet Expo. Play my music. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.